I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is Erica Jean. She is such a beautiful soul. She's a plus-size model whose life's work is focused around promoting and encouraging self-love, an important and powerful message we can all get behind and certainly need more of. In 2015, Erica was on the cover of Women's Running, which made her the first ever plus-size female model to grace the cover of a fitness magazine. Yep, she was the first. She has become known as a global ambassador for body acceptance. She is helping build a more loving world, and I am so grateful to have connected with her. Please welcome Erica Jean. So excited for this conversation today. Uh, Me and Erica connected through Instagram. Uh, She's got a beautiful page. She's just a beautiful person inside and out. And uh, it really resonated with me, her message about self-love and just who you are overall as a human being. And I first really came across Erica, first because I was really just drawn into your light. Like you literally are just a beam of light. Um, Thank you. Of course. And again, the self-love thing is just so important. And I love you for pushing that message out to the world. And uh, I came across her page and she she put this message out to her followers of like, hey, if you go out and compliment somebody, record it, tag me, and then I'll repost it. And I was so stoked about it. I um, compliment people all the time. Being very honest, it feels you know good for them, but it also feels amazing for me. And good uh, all the way around. It, it's a perfect situation because it does. It just feels so good for everybody. And I, uh, I did it, I recorded it, and then you reposted it. And my mind was blown. I was like, oh my gosh, Erica reposted my video. It was crazy. Uh, I got then- so many good responses from that. And just seeing people 
go out of their way to make other people feel good. Um, not in like, I want to get something out of you, which I feel like a lot of the time, especially on social media, people DM me and be like, you're so pretty. Give me advice about this. Like it's, it's not necessarily like the most genuine compliment, but seeing people just go out of their way and just be so genuine and so happy about complimenting people. Just, it gave me a lot of joy. It was so special. And it was just really cool that with your platform, you're putting out such good energy and goodness into the world and to encourage your followers to do something like that and spread more love. Uh, I thought it was just so cool. And I was pumped that you did that. It was great. I mean, that's our job, right? Is just to keep the love flowing. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. All right. So Erica is a beautiful model and mm -hmm. Erica, I just have a, you know, I'm just, I was curious kind of right off the bat, what got you into modeling? What was the motivation um, that really got you into this industry? Yeah. So I growing up kind of had ugly duckling syndrome. I was chunkier. I had the super big glasses. I had the giant braces, like not the normal, like big braces. And I, I kind of was stuck in that, in that mentality. And my mom noticed obviously, cause I was her daughter and I all in the same, like three or four months, I started playing volleyball a lot. I was on the club team the traveling team, conditioning team. So I was very busy with sports. So I started to really tone up. Um, I got contacts because of volleyball. Mm -hmm. uh, my braces came off and I started seeing a dermatologist for my skin. And all of a sudden I was just, I see pictures of myself and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I changed very quickly <laughs> in like eighth grade. And it's the perfect definition of a glow up, honestly. And I still felt and acted like that ugly duckling. And my mom was like, girl, like you got to stop it. So she ended up taking pictures off of my Facebook page and sent them into agencies in LA because we lived in Palm Springs at the time. And she thought, oh, the agents are just going to like ask her to come in and maybe give her a few compliments or a few pointers and tell her to come back in a few years. Instead, they decided that this 14-year-old girl would be the perfect next model to sign. So I ended up walking into an agency and my mom, because I was under 18, uh, signed me up for a two-year contract on the spot, started scheduling test shoots and like haircuts and all of this stuff. <laughs> it was very overwhelming. Um, but that's kind of how I got started modeling. And it really just took off from there. Um, I do you remember Wet Seal, the store? Yeah, yeah. So that was my first job. I was the campaign girl for Wet Seal. And once I got a taste of being in front of the camera, um, it was it was magic. Wow. I just I loved the people and the energy. And I felt like I could be someone else in front of the camera, yep. uh, which led to its own issues down the road, but it allowed me to really come out of my shell. You know, it's yeah. like a, an actor, I was performing. Exactly, I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that really helped you come out of your shell. Um, wow, that's a, that's a super interesting story. And I'm not, as you said that too, that 
you know, it, it helped you kind of be somebody else uh, in those moments. My first thought was, I wonder if that had any, you know, any underlying uh, issues kind of at that point or later on. I guess just why do you, did you feel like you had to be somebody else or did you just love being somebody else because you weren't so much in love with yourself at that time or what, what were those feelings like? Yeah, so I'm at that time, I mean, I think anyone at 14 or 15 can relate to just not loving themselves as much as they wish they did. Mm -hmm. um, so I almost became the version of myself that I wish I could have been. Yeah. And I was able to just show up on set and be this like giggly, outgoing uh, girl that I had seen other girls be. And I saw in movies and TV shows. And I was like, I just want to be that giggly, cute girl. You know, like the definition of Erica Jean, just like very personable and everyone likes her. And I noticed that as I went on more and more sets and continued acting like that, it began to feel a lot more natural. And I almost, be I started to become that person, which is crazy because they always say, if you, you know, if you want to be something, just start doing it. Yep. Um, and that's, that's basically what happened is I just started pretending I faked it till I made it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it was still a little bit of a, of a hard transition because the moment that I would come off set, um, my husband can attest to this. It would be a moment of like, Oh wait, I'm not that person anymore. And it would be almost like I was on this high on set mm -hmm. and then I would come down from that high and I would be like, who am I? Um, so it took a lot of time figuring that out because I wasn't doing any of this necessarily consciously. Right. Wow. I appreciate, um, I appreciate being so vulnerable and, and sharing that. And I can, I mean, not being in that world, but I can imagine, right, when you're, you're elevated, you, you're feeling this amazing, this amazing energy. And then once that ends, you're like, okay, now where do I go? And who am I? And exactly. Yeah. And I think it's really important to understand and know that you started so young, like you mentioned, someone at 15, 16, 17, I mean, 18. Um, it's tough. It's, it's tough to love yourself. You're so confused of who you are at that age. I didn't even really like know what the true meaning of love was. You know what I mean? And I, I know me at that age, I was, I, you know, I had a huge temper uh, when I was that age. I was very lost. I did not know who I was. The anger and temper, I feel like came out a lot of times because I was so confused. Um, so I think that's just super relatable and I appreciate you, you throwing that out there. Thanks. Yeah. yeah and it, I still deal with it from time to time. I mean, obviously for the last year, over a year now, I haven't really been on professional sets. Um, so I haven't gotten that, you know, adrenaline rush of being in front of other people. A lot of the content I'm shooting is at home by myself or with my husband. So it's a, it's a very different experience, but it's, it's made me reflect a lot and ask myself, what do I want? What is my purpose? How can I, you know, make the world a little bit better? And that's kind of what I'm refocusing most of my energy on. I love that. 
that really honestly leads right into the next question I was going to ask you. So now you, you've been in the, in the um, industry uh, for years and you are growing, you know, you're starting to uh, love yourself even more and understand more and more who you are. So now that you are in the industry, you know, uh, for this time, um, what are you, what message are you trying to push out into this industry? Uh, not only in the industry, like beyond the industry and the world. Um, and then just, you know, what is your, what mindset uh, and ideas and concepts and beliefs are you really trying to push out now that you are in, you know, in the modeling industry and now that you have, and you've had this sort of a platform where you have all these followers and all these fans and things like that. Yeah. So my main platform, obviously, as you know, is self-love confidence and, you know, finding that beauty in everything. So what I have kind of transitioned to has been a lot of body positivity and promoting mindfulness and different ways just every day to really embrace our lives and really romanticize the every day mm -hmm. because there was, I'm, I'm reading this really amazing book called choosing happiness and it's, she's going over how like in France, they choose to romanticize the little things sitting in a cafe in the afternoon after you finish work, you know, people watching or walking through a park instead in the United States, we work towards happiness. It's not something we just experience every day. It's something that we have to work towards either a bigger house or a vacation, you know, like we're putting in the hours in order to get that thing instead of just saying, Oh, no, I experience it every day, all the time. It's right here. Um, so I really want people to take a minute and see how beautiful their lives are right now, yes. no matter what. Um, so I have started posting on my socials a lot more, um, just affirmation quotes and, um, in my captions, adding in a little bit more, you know, loving spice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also starting a Patreon. Your followers are going to be some of the first to hear about it because I haven't even posted on my page yet. Um, so I'm opening up a Patreon page for a self-love, body positivity, confidence community. And it's going to be just workbooks and live Q and A's and chat rooms and just a really good group of people to help lift each other up because it really does take a village and we all have bad days and having other people to talk to, uh, and a resource to go to is so important, especially when you're just starting out, but even as a veteran, I mean, I guess I would kind of be a veteran. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still working on it. So um, yeah, just giving people a resource. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. It is. I get so excited uh, when I talk to people like you and I see that you are taking your time and energy and you're doing good with it, right? You're promoting self-love and being courageous and, and being comfortable in your own skin and creating this community of love uh, and mindfulness and I just, I, I applaud you. I think it's really amazing uh, that you are taking your very valuable time and you are using it to put out good into the world and to do some really incredible things. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'm actually running into this issue 
actually this week because I was planning on launching April 1st and then I was like, oh wait, April Fool's is probably not the best day to launch. <laughs> so I'm planning on launching next Monday. Um, but I'm running into this like mental roadblock where I'm like, that fear is sinking in like, what if no one subscribes? What if no one, cause it's community based yep. and tribe based. So if there is no tribe, what do I do? Um, but like, I, I'm just pushing that out of my mind and yeah. not letting it sit because mm -hmm. if it sits, it manifests. And if it manifests, it'll come true. Exactly. And there's no, there's no time for that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like that thought and listen, and just to make this really transparent, it's okay to feel that way. It's very natural to feel that way. Right. It's like, absolutely right. When we have these moments of fear and anxiety, don't beat yourself up for feeling those, those ways. And I'm not talking to Erica specifically. I'm talking to anyone who's listening to this. Don't beat yourself up. Understand that it's natural, that that is unfortunately kind of the way our mind just works. It's there to protect us. And in protecting us, it feeds us a lot of fear. Um, yeah. Okay. It is what it is. But like Erica said, those thoughts don't serve you, right? So if you think about it, any thought that you're having that doesn't serve you, it's okay to sit with it for a moment, but then release it. Let that go because exactly. right, the fear that you're feeling right now in terms of you know, no one's going to join your tribe or your community, that may not happen. I, and when I say that, I mean that a lot of people may join it, right? So that fear of nobody joining may not happen. And you're doing such a great job at this, but if it was something that you were sitting in it and being anxious and overwhelmed by it, you're creating that reality that doesn't even exist yet. And well, see, here's the thing. I, I did sit with it for a day or two and it was rainy here in Austin and I just kind of let myself get wrapped up into it. And then by the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, I lost a whole day. I didn't do any work. I could have been preparing or creating content or doing something but instead I just sat with my feelings. So I was like, okay, tomorrow morning, I am going to get up at seven 30. I'm going to go for a run with my dog and I'm going to focus on putting energy into something that does serve me instead of the anxiety or the negative thoughts. And that run changed, changed everything. And I'm not, I, I run, but not like that. <laughs> and I just got all of it just on the table. I got it out of my body. And I've been running probably every other day for the last week. And that has helped Good. so much. But like just taking that little bit of time, it takes like 30 minutes. I don't run very far. It's like two miles. But just taking that little bit of time to invest in myself allows me to invest in other things that make me happy. Exactly. Incredible. Wow. That's so true. And then honestly, I'm a big believer that everything is a gift. So quote unquote, negative situations are only negative if you put that label on them. Mm -hmm. So even with you having that day, right, of kind of being down and, and, and worrying about it, to me, that was a gift because that then put you in that state of mind and in that place, which then the next day catapulted and launched you off into a whole nother place of being and understanding and accepting yourself. So, yeah. right, it's like a good thing that that, that Absolutely, happens. I mean, just being alive every day is a gift. It is. So I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, so true.
And that's something I want to, when we were just talking about happiness uh, a few minutes ago, I definitely want to just touch on that again, uh, really, really quickly. Cause that book that you choosing happiness, right? Yes. Amazing. And like you said, you know, um, here in the States, I feel like we do, we, we, you're so right. We work for our own happiness. We say, okay, once I get, you know, once I work really hard and get this car or get this house or get this watch or this clothes, I'm going to be happy. Or get that girl or be able to afford X, Y, Z. It doesn't even matter. Even if you're working towards like just specific things like, oh, when I can do a handstand or when I can do, it doesn't have to be monetarily necessarily, but we're working towards something very specific when I can be friends with that person. Well, why don't you just make yourself better? And then they'll want to be friends with you. Things will come to you when you invest in yourself. Exactly. Such a phenomenal point that, right. Be your true best, amazing self and things will radiate and things will come to you. And happiness is, and this is something I've really learned over the past few years Happiness is like you said before, it's, it's really within us, right? I could be, I'm sitting here right now and I am so happy just that I get to talk to you. Right. But in another state of mind, I might be like, Oh, I got to now record this other podcast and edit it and get it out. You know, you know, it's all based on your own perception. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, your own view of the world and happiness, the key to happiness or one of the many, many keys. I mean, gratitude is a huge one. Um, but one of the things I've really found is not saying I will be happy once I get here. Like you said before, finding the happiness in the moment, looking around at what you have and feeling grateful for those things and being happy. That's where happiness comes from. Not when I hopefully will get here or achieve this thing in order for me to be happy. Exactly. Also, something that I've noticed is taking action, which can be hard for some of us, but even little things like For example, in my house, we just moved into a new house in Austin and I didn't like the color of the wall. And so I was sitting here like, ugh, like it's such a gross color. And I would just sit here and I'd look at the wall and I'd be like, I work from home. I have to look at this all day. And then one day I was like, you know what? I would be happier if this wall were a different color. So I went to Home Depot, I picked up a can of paint. It took me two hours and the wall is now baby blue and it's gorgeous and I love it. And every day I see it, it makes me happy because Uh I was able to do that for myself. So taking the initiative, taking the action, if you don't like something, change it because Mm -hmm. it's your life and no one else's. So does it really matter if someone else doesn't like it? No. (laughs) And that's so true. It's like being aware of what's making you unhappy, right? Like awareness is the first step in anything. You have to be aware. Yeah, you go. And uh, something that I recently picked up is doing uh, restorative yoga or a little bit more difficult yoga, but a lot of restorative yoga. So after I go work out, lift weights, I'll come back and do just some very calming, Mm -hmm. almost meditative, but I'm still moving my body. And that has helped me kind of re figure out what if something is bugging me or what part of my body is aching more than others, you know, do I need to fix my posture? What's going on in my life Mm -hmm. that I need to, to adjust. Yep. Perfect. And I love too. That's why you pushing out, you know, the idea and in your community of mindfulness, Mm -hmm. it's everything. You have to be aware 
of what's going on around you. And so many times in life, we're just kind of like in it and not really very aware. We're just kind of thinking that we have no control over what's happening. And we're kind of a victim to the universe or a victim to our surroundings or the people around us. And it's really not the case at all. We have to be aware of what's happening. We have to be aware of what's making us unhappy so that we can change those things, take that step so that we are able to create our own happiness. Happiness is created by us. You create your own happiness. Please don't ever rely or wait on someone else to create your happiness because you're going to be waiting a while. It comes from, it comes internally, which is really, really cool because that's so empowering. You know what I mean? To know that I don't have to wait for somebody else, that it's, it's, it's in, it's within me and Absolutely. In my, in my being, I, I mean, I fall in love with that. Idea. One of my favorite sayings is, um, the past causes depression, the future causes anxiety, but the present you can control and that will cause happiness. Yes. So focusing on the present, cause that's the only thing that's gonna make you happy. The future is not, it's not promised. No one knows what's gonna happen. Um, I definitely fall victim though to the mindlessness because I get so, I have anxiety and my brain just starts running a million miles an hour and I'll just do stupid things. And in the book that I'm reading, Choosing Happiness, it actually talks about how when we're mindless, we actually cause more damage than if we were to just pay attention. So like, <laughs> I, <laughs> please laugh at me. I think it's hilarious. Um, I had my car keys, my very expensive BMW car keys in my front pocket and I was using the restroom. And when I pulled up my pants while the toilet was flushing, they fell out because female pockets are very small <laughs> and they went, they're gone. They were just all of a sudden gone. And it was just me being mindless, not thinking about what could happen or because I was, I don't even know what I was thinking about, but I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. Right. So the keys themselves were like $400 and then to get them programmed was like another 150. Who knows what's going to happen to my pipes. <laughs> <laughs> but if I would have just been uh, present, nope. I would have been okay. True. Wow. That's an awesome story about being present. That is, that's, <laughs> that's so funny. And that's such like a really, really simple, but very real, funny and tangible example of that right because in that moment who knows where you were you were in you were in some other reality either in the past or in the future who knows honestly I think I was thinking about what I need to meal prep tomorrow yep I was like what recipe am I gonna make what am I gonna put on the broccoli like I was just what do I need to go shopping for uh. <laughs> and honestly, it happens to all of us and that's why these conversations like this are are so important and what you're doing in terms of mindfulness is so important because even you know us who are very aware of mindfulness and being aware we forget in moments too you know what i mean it's not constantly every single moment we are dealing with the same thing i'm feeling anxious about something in the future or you know depressed or sad about something in the past but it's about knowing this so that we can actively work on it, right? It's it's a journey. Life is fun. It's always it's always a journey, and it, it's fun work. It is work, but it, it can be a lot of fun. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. I need to get better about the scrolling because I've gotten into this habit, especially with the new Reels 
feature and being on social media and being a creator, I'm literally just sitting there like scrolling and saving videos that I'm like, oh, this is good inspiration and saving it to my board. And I'll just scroll and then I'll look up and I'll be like, oh my God, it's been like three hours. <laughs> what am I doing? Yep. It literally will just suck you into that. And I, that is something too that I, I try very hard to be super, really very, very aware of. And then, then, you know, I'll kind of feel myself getting pulled into like a hole and then I, I have to pull myself back out of it because I just, right. We know that like that time can be spent so much more, so much better, so much. Yeah. Yeah. And like for you, you know, content, that is a part of it. Right. And for me posting and content, like we have to be on Instagram or other social media, looking and searching and feeling inspiration and all these things. What's the trend? Who's important? Who can I collaborate with next? What's going on? Like there's so much. And I could theoretically spend 24 hours a day creating new content, planning new content, getting new brand deals, like commenting, like DMing people, answering DMs. Oh my gosh, I have so many DMs I need to answer. <laughs> but I don't have, I'm one person. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, wow. So what I want to definitely ask you, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, uh, just in what you do. Um, I would just love to know, you being just so positive and being filled with such love, what is a practice or practices that you have or things that you do daily or weekly in order to keep yourself in that loving, positive, uplifting mindset? So I do, I do quite a few things. Um, I, every morning I make myself a cup of tea before looking at my phone. So I get up, I boil the water. I, you know, pick out, cause I have a whole tea collection. I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, cause I don't know, coffee makes my anxiety a bit worse but we could go into it. There's a whole medical research. Um, actually I'm going to do a diatribe real quick on this. So coffee has this specific molecule attached to the cat or not attached to the caffeine molecule. Um, and tea has it, I think it's called thiamine and the thiamine helps your body process the caffeine but the caffeine in coffee doesn't have it. And it actually blocks your serotonin and dopamine receptors. So it makes you feel less pain, but it also doesn't allow like everything moving in your brain to work properly. So I, that's at least my understanding of it. Obviously I'm not a doctor, but it makes me tea for the win. Yeah. Yes. Tea for the, <laughs> tea for the win. I, oh my gosh, when I was working in New York City for seven years, four or five of those years, I would have a double espresso in the morning, a double espresso in the afternoon. Yep. I would get the bodega coffee. I would be walking and I would just like pick up one of those blue cups and just be walking around chugging coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I love that you talked about tea because I recently, a few months ago, jumped on the tea train. Welcome. Yep. <laughs> I just wasn't drinking coffee for, I mean, over a year or so, or like very seldomly because it did. It just, it made me feel jittery and anxious and just not myself. Yep. I never want to feel. So it. I make a lot of different teas. Um, one of my favorite teas is the uh, Yogi uh, Kava tea. Yep. Um, kava is like a natural anti-anxiety thing. It's a root that they use in, I think it's Southeast Asia. 
um, which is really fantastic. And then what else? I also have been doing a decent amount of yoga recently, which has been super helpful. Um, I try and stay off my phone for at least the first 30 minutes of the day. Um, I don't, I'm not successful all the time, but I try. Um, I also have a pretty good schedule going right now where I'm working from like noon to 6 PM. Um, because I found that that's kind of where my productivity is. Um, if I just, cause if I'm one of those people where if I get on like a, a roll, I'll sit there for hours and hours and hours and I won't stand up and I won't do anything. Yeah. Um, so I try and get done all my stuff in the morning and then I'll sit down and just kind of bang stuff out. Awesome. Uh, and that's been helpful. Nice. I love that. Such, such a like really simple, but very tangible things that you do. And I, I feel like so many times people, you know, they'll see somebody who is positive and radiates this awesome energy like you do. And they think it's like this really secret thing that somebody does and like, how do they get that way? And like, I can never be like that. And it's like, it's just these little steps. Like you crush that tea, right? That just makes you feel probably good and warm and it's herbs and it's, it's plants. And that's amazing to take that into your body. Yoga, cannot agree more. Waking up in the morning and not checking your phone for at least the first 30 minutes, I think is phenomenal. I, when I wake up, I'll meditate. I'll go for a run. I listen to audible while I'm on the run, or I'll just kind of meditate as I'm running. And then I don't check my phone until I get back because not rushing into the anxiety and the craziness of the world will really start your day off on a much, much better path and, and be able to allow yourself to be happier and to be more calm, Absolutely. more peaceful. Journey. I also deleted the news. Like we don't have cable. I do not watch the news, which isn't, I mean, for certain things, I'm like, I kind of wish I knew what was going on. Um, I do sometimes listen to BBC talk radio um, to get a more, or Al Jazeera, um, because they have a little bit more of a well-rounded, I don't know, viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. Because I just feel like the U.S., news stations are very aggressive and negative all the time. I completely agree with that. There's just way too much negativity that is going on in the media. There's been times where literally like the TV has been on in the background and I literally have felt like this negative energy and like this friction in my body. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I'll kind of come back to the moment and I'll realize the news is on in the background. And mm-hmm. it's literally giving me that energy without me even knowing that it that was on and, and that it was there. Um, and I, like you said, I think it's really important to, I don't watch the news either. It's important to be informed, but not inundated, right? So with all of social media and the digital world, we're able to get what we want and get these little snippets, but we don't need to be inundated with all the negativity and all the terrible things that are happening anywhere. It just pushes this negativity and fear on the nation, which the both of us couldn't be more against. I don't need it. Um, Also, another thing that I have been doing in the last like year and a half, two years, just because there's been a lot of changes in my life and refocusing on who is of value. Everyone in the world is valuable, but 
who is serving the greater purpose of spreading love and positivity and kind of cleaning out my friend groups, cleaning out who I'm following on social media, cleaning out who am I putting energy into in my daily life. Um, I definitely had some friends that I was the one calling and checking in on and making sure that they were okay. And I was feeding into them a lot and I never actually received anything back. And they might be in a time of their lives, you know, where that's just what's going on. But for everyone listening, uh, it is not our job to fix them and prioritizing myself and how I'm feeling and how I'm doing. It's like, you have to put your mask on before you can put others' masks on. So that's helped a lot of my mental health recently. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had this feeling before where, and I understand a lot of other people have where, you know, you have this person in your life or, and, and they're not serving you, right? Like you just talked about, and we feel guilty or bad or that we're a bad person for maybe releasing them, you know what I mean? And, and maybe moving in another direction. It is a thousand percent okay to move away from somebody who isn't serving you. Like you just mentioned, you know, who, who maybe isn't giving you back the same effort that you're giving them. And in reality, it's okay. You don't need to feel hate or negativity or anger towards that person at all. You can still love them tremendously and just understand, like you just said too, maybe this just isn't the time of their life where they're able to do that, you know, where they're able to give you that energy. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. That doesn't mean that we should hate them. It just is what it is. And that's just who they are in that moment. And it is okay to remove your energy and put your focus and your time and your own energy into other things that are, are going to serve you much, much Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Yeah. And similar to the news, what I've found is you are what you absorb. So if you're surrounding yourself with people that are not happy with themselves, it's very hard to be happy with yourself and with your daily life. Um, especially once you get moving on the self-love and positivity train, you start to notice that other people are not working on themselves and they are not happy with themselves and they don't love themselves genuinely, no matter the mask that they put up. And it's hard to go back. It's hard to go back to a normal relationship with them. Once you start realizing, oh, you're self-deprecating because you're not happy and you sit there and you want to fix them, but you can't because that's their job. Exactly. You know, and you can be there to drop, you know, little nuggets of wisdom or, you know, things that have helped you, you know, you could, you can be there to plant that seed. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of power in that. Actually, there's a lot of power in just dropping these little things. And just because it might not be resonating with them at that moment, doesn't mean that that might not have a massive effect on them in the next six months, years, two years, or five years from now. Yeah. They might remember you and they might be like, Oh, remember that person that was, you know, living this way, or they had a daily routine of this. They were so happy. And once people realize that their 
they're not happy and they want to be happy and they're willing to put in the work, they start remembering people and they start remembering like, oh, who, who was happy? Who is a good, you know, role model for this? And they'll probably come back. They'll probably be like, Hey, I did some not so great things and I wasn't a good person and let's, I want to be better. Like, can you show me how to be better? And that reunion is, is going to be beautiful. It is. And it's so right that, you know, people, we can't, we can't force them or make them get somewhere. I'm not trying to force and make anybody do anything. You know, I want you to be happy. I want you to have self-love, but I'm not going to force this on you. It's not that it's not only that it's like not my job, it's not, but that's not how it works. Right. Again, I can be there to help you in moments, but it has to be you to get there. Right. We could share all the knowledge in the world of self-love and positivity and compassion and happiness. But if that person might hear those things, but if they're not in a state of mind and being in order to receive those things and to fully grasp them, we can't get them there. They just eventually have to get there on their own. Absolutely. And I think it's so comical that people like us, very positive, happy, outgoing people get the reputation of being pushovers or being like, oh, they won't care. They're always happy. And it's like, no, if you treat me poorly, I'm not going to take that well. (laughs) I'm going to be nice about it and I'm just going to excuse myself, but I'm not just going to let it slide and let you continue to do it because that's a part of self-love. That's a part of taking care of myself is putting my feelings as a priority. To me, I mean, love and kindness are so powerful and strong people possess those attributes. It is so easy to see somebody walking down the street and me judge them and, or be rude to them. That's so easy to do. For me, instead to feel love for that person and feel that we are one and that we are connected and to have those thoughts, you have to work on that. That's a whole nother place that you need to get to. And it is, it's such a strength to, to be kind in those moments because it is the easiest thing ever when someone yells at you to yell back at them and to be mean. So easy. It's the easiest thing ever. It takes strength to be in that moment to take in what they're saying and not sit there and be like, okay, I'm scared. Let me get away. It's not that at all. It's being there and being able to come back with them in a focused, calm, logical way. I see you. Why are you upset? How can we fix it? Exactly. Right. So many times when somebody is mean to us or angry, this has been coming up a lot in my life recently. Hurt people hurt people. Right. So those people who are being mean to you, they need your love the most. It is so easy to say F you and walk away. It is much more challenging and difficult to sit with that person and care about them and want the best for them. It's easy to say, I hate you, get away from me. It takes courage and strength to say, I actually want the best for you. And I want to be here to help you get to that place because they really are the people who need it the most. Think about it. When when either one of us or anyone else is in a beautiful, uplifting, positive state of mind, you're never mean to someone else. You're never rude. You're never cursing somebody out. You're never yelling at somebody. Those things almost like don't even exist in that reality of where you put yourself in. You know? Absolutely. And being of the mindset. And when you see that negativity, it's very easy to pick out Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and allowing yourself that moment where you see it. And if it's someone that has previously hurt you and you've already dissociated from them, it is okay to maintain that boundary and say, I can't help you. Mm -hmm. I am, I'm working on myself. This is your like thing. Here are some resources, but like, I have to take a step back. That is totally okay. And you can wish them nothing but the best. Um, and that's something that I've had to work on is just allowing people the space Mm -hmm. and protecting my boundaries that I've set. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, right. We can be not near them physically or Mm -hmm. chatting with them too much. Energy is everywhere. Energy is the realest thing ever. You can still have loving, positive, good intentional thoughts about that person and everybody, they're going to feel that energy is traveling everywhere in an instant energy can travel from me to Erica across the country. And um, by you having those emotions and those thoughts about that person, that is a way that you are able to help them without being caught up in their drama and being brought down to the level. Absolutely. Have you, did you ever see the uh, movie Avatar, like with the blue people? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think a lot about like spirituality and, and our universe. And no matter if you're religious or not, I think this still applies. If you look at our world and remember the the tree of life that they have and how they plug in and they're able to talk to each other and the past and the future Mm -hmm. and everything is one energy. So if you think of the world like that, it's not crazy to think that you know, I'm sending this person energy or strength or wisdom or whatever it may be, because we are all the same energy, just moving in different bodies and different consciousnesses. Exactly. We're all, you're right. We're all one energy. Us at our core, at our soul, that energy is unconditional love. I firmly, truly believe that, that each and every one of us at our being the main energy in the universe is unconditional love. Absolutely. No matter if you are a man, woman, straight, asexual, child, animal, all we want is love and to be loved. Yep. I mean, even just look at kids and dogs. They just want to snuggle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the simplest form of love, right? Like literally kids and dogs aren't really quite as conscious as we are with our mind jumping in all the time pushing fear on us pushing doubt on us and all those things they're more just in the moment and when you see here's my thing what if what if kids and dogs are more conscious and we're just confused and distracted it's like because our (laughs) mind right it's like because our mind is i guess more developed you know than than theirs it creates all those things where if we're able to release our mind and the crazy thoughts that we have that take over our lives and we're able just to be, that's when like true love and real love really do set in. And there's a really interesting idea that I read this or listened to this in a book that our basic instinct is actually not survival. Our basic instinct is love. And that's what I mean at our true core, at our true selves. We, we are love. We are all love. 
which is just so awesome. And if you think about it as an example, uh, when there's a burning building, if your survival instinct kicked in, you wouldn't go into that building. But our, I really truly feel, really believe that our basic instinct is love. And that's why people run into a burning building. That's why when a car slipped over on the road, people run to help that person. Because in that moment, they're not using their conscious brain. They're not thinking, they're not letting ego get in the way and say, no, 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 don't, don't go do this. You could hurt yourself if something might happen. That doesn't exist. And when we come from just a place of our own being, that's what happens. When we come from a place of true love. That's why we do certain things like that in those moments. Absolutely. Or like when moms, like their kids are flipped over in a car or whatever, yeah. and they get that Hulk strength and they can lift the car. All of a sudden, they're just like a housewife that's never lifted in their lives. Mm -hmm. And they're just all of a sudden lifting this car. Like there's scientific records of moms doing insane things for their kids. Mm -hmm. And there's really no explanation for it other than there is a strength and energy yep. that is universal that we can all tap into if we need to, or if we choose to. Exactly. Right. And with energy, we are literally, we're all connected. We are energies everywhere around us. And every single moment we're all connected to each other because we're all one. We are, there's the consciousness of the universe. You can say it's God, the universe, whatever you call it. In my mind, it's all the same. And we are the consciousness of that manifested into physical form. And we are literally all connected. So when I have this thought of good intention for Erica, everything is energy. We're connected. That energy is literally able to travel insanely quickly to you. And you're able to feel that energy, right? So that's what I, really what I mean when you are, you know, you don't have to physically be with somebody or you're able to have these loving, good feelings and these thoughts towards somebody. And that in itself is its own form of love that you're still able to give it to that person, even though you need to keep your boundaries from them. And that's just a message I, I, I really always want to push out. Just because you move away from somebody, that doesn't mean that you hate them. That doesn't mean you wish ill will on them. It is okay to do that. But just in your mind, just try to keep a loving, positive perspective towards that person. It's going to absolutely right? It's going to one, uh, the biggest one is make you feel good. When you feel, you're right, if you have to separate yourself from somebody and say, oh my gosh, she's so negative and, or he always talks about gossip and, you know, they're just so negative all the time. I do that, know those people. Yeah, of course. And they exist. And that person, I feel empathy and love for them because there's somebody who is struggling, who hasn't found themselves and hasn't found love in, them, in themselves yet. And there's somebody who's just a little bit lost and they really do. They need our love the most. And when we're still able to have those loving, positive, good thoughts about someone else, not only are you putting that on them, which is beautiful, you're also feeling that yourself. So instead of me sitting there and being like, oh, that person, oh, I hate them. Ugh, that person is sort of feeling that, but it's me. I'm living in that turmoil. I'm living in those negative emotions. I'm the one who's feeling those things, not that other person. So one do it for the other person, but also do it for yourself in terms of feeling, you know, love for that person so that you have those good, that good energy and you're vibrating on that level of, so there's good energy and there's bad energy, right? So more feeling happiness and joy and love. Those are all positive emotions that vibrate us on another level where we feel amazing when we're feeling 
anxious towards somebody or anger or negativity towards somebody, we are vibrating at a much lower level, which affects us. It affects every part of our being and it affects us in a much, much more negative way than if we were to have these beautiful, loving, positive thoughts towards that person. Absolutely. And something that I've been working on as like a mental exercise recently towards myself, as well as towards other people has been that every time I have any sort of negative thought, either self-deprecating or doubtful or judgmental or really anything, um, replacing it with two positive thoughts. So for example, if I was to think like, I don't know, I had a bad meal yesterday and I'm upset about that. Mm -hmm. Replacing it with, I'm going to make something better today. And, you know, tomorrow it's supposed to be sunny. I want to go on a hike, like replacing it with two more positive things that I know will make me happier either now or in the future. And what I found is like negativity and positivity, they both breed more of the same. So it's like bacteria, it just multiplies. It gets out of control very quickly. Mm -hmm. And if you negate, so we all have negative thoughts, it happens. If you negate the negative with a positive and then add another positive, you are then putting yourself on the right path to then breeding positivity. Beautiful. The law of attraction is so real, right? When you're in that state of mind and you're feeling positive in those things, you're always going to attract more of it into your life. You're going to see it more because you're literally vibrating at that frequency. So you're able to see it and it's able to come into your life that much. Exactly. And it's also easier to follow the right path because you feel drawn towards it. Mm -hmm. When you're negative and sad and upset, it's very hard to see what your intuition is telling you and what is the right next step for you or what do you feel called to do? Um, but when you're in a better like mindset and more focused on growth and happiness and just general positivity and making other people feel good, it's, it's a lot easier to find your purpose. Definitely. And like right now is such a good example. Something in life I'm trying to focus on all the time is growth and love and positivity and openness and vulnerability and being connected. And because of that, Someone like you has come into my reality. Someone like you that's like-minded that I get to learn from and chat with and just bring that more into my life. Like this right here is a perfect example of that. You know what I mean? Like-minded people, you're attracted to each other, you find each other. And the more you put yourself on that frequency, the more those people are going to show up into your life. And the more that you're doing what you're meant to be doing, the more people that align with that will come into your space, your energy flow, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And you just have to like make that baby step, you know? Yeah, so true. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. Wow. And um, something too, I, I just want to mention awareness again is everything, right? So when Erica was just talking about you know, having a negative thought or replacing that with two positive thoughts, you have to be aware that you're having that negative thought, number one, and then you have to be aware that you want to change it, right? If you're having the negative thoughts and you're not even aware that they're negative, you just think that they're thoughts and it just is what it is and you have no control over them, you have all the control, all the control in the world over them. So in terms of, you know, what really has helped me more than anything with awareness is meditation. That is by far one of the greatest gifts that I've gotten from meditation is 
It just helps me be more aware. I'm so internal in moments that when I'm having a thought that doesn't serve me, I'm very aware of it. So then I'm able to take those steps in adjusting it and creating something that's more positive. But again, if you're not aware of it, that's it. It, it stops right there. There's nothing that you can change at all. Um, and how do you practice meditation? Do you do guided meditation? Do you do like your own thing? Are you reading meditations, listening to them? Like, what do you do? So when I first started off with meditation and I had no idea what it was, what was happening, I was lost, but I heard about it from people and I heard it was really great. I did guided meditations in the beginning because that was nice. It just, it really guides you exactly through the whole process. And that was just a very easy, simple way to jump into meditation and have it stick. Um, but I mean, I, I haven't done that now in, in a while. Now it, they're my own meditations. I, um, Every morning I will first, uh, I focus on uh, what I'm grateful for. So, well, before that, I do breathing exercises to give, to allow myself to be more present in the moment. So I'll do, you know, just following my breath in and out. And I'll do that for maybe five or 10 minutes. After that, I really, really focus and feel what I'm grateful for, right? So I don't just think, oh, you know, I'm grateful that it's beautiful out or I'm grateful that I have uh, amazing, loving fiance. I feel that gratitude. I feel my love for her and I feel how beautiful she is to me and how amazing that feels. And then I, something simple with it being nice outside. I don't say, okay, cool. It's nice outside. I literally put myself outside in the meditation and I feel the sun on my face and how amazing it is. So in terms of um, feeling gratitude or uh, practicing gratitude, I think it's so, so, so important to feel the gratitude, not just logically think about it or understand it, but to truly, truly feel it. Uh, and then after that, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just go into, you know, simple thoughts, things that are very enlightening, you know, that I've thought about maybe that week. And I just want to put more of my focus into that and get the most out of that, that I can, uh, or I will, and mostly I manifest. So a huge part of my meditation is manifesting. I visualize me being on stage speaking because that's I know I'm going to be an inspirational, motivational speaker, pushing this message out and helping as many people as possible. I have visualized being a podcast host. And then here we are right now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of visualization. And in that visualization, again, feeling it, not, okay, hey, I want to be a podcast host or, hey, I want to be a motivational speaker. I am in that moment. I'm feeling the feelings of being those things then and now, not saying this is in the future or I want this to happen someday. Because when you say, I want this to happen eventually, you're saying to the universe, it's not happening right now. And you're, or you're not ready for it. Yes. Yeah. And you're pushing out lack, right? I'm saying I, I lack these things. I don't have these things. And the universe says, okay, I'll, I'm going to give you lack. I'm going to give you those things. I'm going to give you the feelings and the reality of me wanting to be this certain person or, or, or be this way. So in a lot of books and, and podcasts and things I've listened to, it's crucial to feel feel those things now not something that's in the future yeah because i have not i did some like light meditations nothing crazy all guided mm. but i i want to get more into it i'm i want to be more mindful of my meditation and probably do at least like i feel like it doesn't even need to be that long like just five to ten minutes yeah just like 
integrating it into daily life. Cause all of that I've done is like, Oh my gosh, I'm so anxious. I'm going to sit down for like 30 minutes and like do some yoga and then do like, it's, it's more of like an event and not just an integration. Yep. I, so I just need to get better. And that's okay. Right. And that's, and that's fine. It's nothing to, you know, be worried about or, or beat yourself up about, or it's okay. And, and if you do it for five or 10 minutes or in the beginning, just to make it more of your routine, you do it for two minutes. It's whatever works for you. And it's whatever is going to connect with you more. And, you know, in the beginning I would do 15 minute meditations. Now I do 45 minute normally. Right. So it was just like that progression over time that got me to this place. And when like the four, I, I usually set a timer for 30 minutes and I stopped doing that because I always go past it. So I'm like, I'm just going to be in the moment. I'm going to be here. And when it's over is, is when it's over. Um, but it's really, it's Erica and for everyone listening, it's what works for you. You know, take, take little steps into it. Um, yeah. Baby steps. Just start. The biggest thing for me is just getting started. Once I started, like, for example, the Patreon page, literally, I was like, I've been putting it off for months. I've been wanting to do this for like six months. And I was like, I don't have the content. I don't know how to do this. It actually started as I was going to do like a month long course. And then I was like, but self-love and happiness is not like, it's an ongoing issue. It's something you have to grow with. So one month course is not going to change someone's life. It needs to be an ongoing experience. And then it had, I had a conversation with one of my friends who was like, why don't you start a Patreon? And I was like, oh, that actually like a subscription service might be better for this. And then I started looking into it and like the awareness of what I needed Mm -hmm. or where I wanted to go allowed me to find what I needed. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. And And I think meditation is one of those things that I need because I know where I want to go, but I need the puzzle piece. And I think that might be the puzzle piece I'm missing right now. Yes. Wow. I just love and applaud you for saying, you know, you could have done, you know, a a quick thing, like a month long thing, because in that month long thing, you know, you're making money. That's great. But you wanted to do something longer because you literally just said it. You're like, that's not going to help anybody. Like that's not going to help somebody grow. And I just love your mind is going towards the love and caring about other people, not about, okay, how can I make a quick buck? You know, this might Okay, work. one of my friends thinks I'm crazy because she was like, well, I do a course and you can make like, you know, $40,000. Let's say, I think she does a course and it's like over $1,000 for like a month long course. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you get 60 people to sign up for your month long course, you're making 60 grand and you're you're done in a month. Like, that's great. You basically made a salary in a month. Um, but that's not my purpose. And I want it to be accessible for anyone. I don't want you to have to make a million dollars a year in order to afford self-love or a community and guidance. Um, cause we're all just trying to figure it out no matter who you are. And that's also why I have the three levels. So like, if you can spend 10 bucks a month, which ends up being like $120 a year. Um, great. If you can do the 30 bucks a month and you get all these extra added features. Cool. That's awesome. I'm very excited to meet you and do all this cool stuff with you. But at the end of the day, it's just taking that like first step is what's important and being consistent long-term. Yeah. 
It's, you're just, you're, that's so beautiful. I have so much love for you. That's just, you know, doing, doing it that way, it just makes it so much more attainable for so many more people. And like you said, everybody deserves that. Everybody mm -hmm. does. So um, you're making it much more feasible for that many more people. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I could, because I, I don't see on Patreon how um, you can give out like coupon codes, but I'm trying to figure out if I can give like certain people like a month, a month free, but I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, cool. awesome. So we, um, we will start to unfortunately wrap things up um, a little All bit. Right. The next question is my favorite uh, of them all. Uh, you're so awesome. So uh, something in life for me, uh, I, I would say my biggest goal in life is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more happy, peaceful, loving, more one, more together. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a big goal, but um, I'm in love with, with that. I'm in love with that idea. And it's something I'm just so passionate about working towards. So I would just love to know for you, you know, what are things or something, you know, you're doing now or something that you plan on doing moving forward that will help shift the collective consciousness to more of that loving, peaceful, happy state of mind? I mean, okay. So there are many options for this mm -hmm. there we could game plan a whole world takeover if we wanted to um but it comes down to either one person can make a huge change mm -hmm. or every person can make a small change you know if all of us just did a little something complimented someone or paid for someone's coffee or just did a little something every day to make someone else's life better we would have a completely different planet. We would have a completely different, everything would change. Yeah. Um, so I think just living evangelically as a good human and spreading the word and being that like, you know, guiding light for people is the best that we can do. Just living our truth. Yeah. Um, and I think that that'll snowball into, into great things. You know, we'll follow our intuitions and it'll lead us somewhere great. Yeah, so good. That answer has been synonymous and I love that, right? So it's not this insane, crazy idea that like, oh my gosh, we'll never get to. It is so in reality, so simple and so tangible that it starts with us. And that's where the power lies, right? It's not like we're like, okay, how can we do this? Well, we got to make this person do that and that person do that and, and them do this. Again, that doesn't work, right? Because we can't control what they do. It starts with each stop of us. Stop planning. Just stop planning and just do it. Just every day, just do a little thing. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite sayings is if, if you were 1% better at anything, let's say cooking or being happy, 1% better every day. In a year, you'll be 365% better than you were yesterday. Beautiful. Yeah. So like, just, just be a little, just do a little. It is. It's just those little steps and it really does. It starts with each of us, right? We could get on top of a stage in front of the whole world and scream and shout all these things, but that doesn't matter until somebody feels that internally and feels that within themselves and they decide to be more kind 
and be more loving towards other people. Like we can hopefully set, I hope that we can set a great example for that. And, you know, at least again, plant that seed for people, but it, it's so true. It, it's, it's about each of us taking those steps. And if each of us do that, that is literally when the world, the consciousness will shift. And I want to live in a world where we understand that we're all one and we understand that we're, we're all in this together and, and that we are truly one and that we are all connected because once you embrace that idea and you fully, fully believe it and understand it, not like, okay, I get that, but I don't really know. Once you fully are about that and live that life, everything on this planet would change. We'd be literally living in heaven on earth. And yeah. That's a big goal. Once you embrace the idea of empathy as well, not just sympathy, but empathy and feeling what other people are feeling, like we all have bad days and that's okay. But let's say, you know, someone's having a bad day, they cut you off in, in traffic. If you sat back and said, hey, they're probably having a really bad day. That's okay. Like I'm going to empathize with them. I'm going to send them some good vibes. And, you know, when I have a bad day, I hope someone does the same thing. And if you do that, if you have that mindset, it'll make the world a better place and hopefully their day will get better. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So real. Okay. That was a beautiful way just to kind of wrap things up. That was amazing. So this has been incredible. You are such a brilliant really special, super beautiful person. You literally radiate light. I, I love who you are. <laughs> As are you. I mean, we had a really phenomenal conversation, but that's what happens when similar bright lights come together and they help just go off of each other, which is also why it's so important to surround yourself with people that make you feel like light. It is. So true. Literally having this conversation, I feel amazing right now. Just talking about this stuff, being able to feel your energy and just literally learn from you too, makes me feel amazing. And that's, I think everyone's goal in life to be happy, to feel amazing, to feel as good as possible. So it's like, do those things that will create that for you in your life. Exactly. Before we go, let's just, I want everyone to love you uh, as much as I do. So if we could just let everybody know, you know, uh, the best places that they're able to find you. Perfect. Yeah. So on Instagram, my handle is at curve underscore model. Um, There you can find in my bio links to my Patreon page, which should be up when this podcast goes up next week. Yeah. It'll be be before the podcast gets released. Yep. Perfect. And uh, yeah, it has links to my Facebook page, Patreon, my website. Um, I also do social media management. So that's in there too. Um, And if you guys just want to chat, drop me a DM. Um, I'm always open to have conversations with people. Awesome. Wow. This has been amazing. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here.